The Sechus Ma'ikatan Dafyur, the top line of the Amid, we learned in the Mishnah on Dafchesam Beis, a Hedya Taifik Kudakai, that a layman can sew in his usual manner on Chalamoid, and he doesn't have to make any Shinoi. And Tais points out that this is Dafka if it's Lusar Chalamoid. However, if it's not Lusar Chalamoid, even a Hedya cannot sew on Chalamoid. And the Gemara is, Hechi Dami Hedyat, what are we referring to when we're discussing a Hedyat? Amid Berubyanai, Kolshayt Niyachala Haitzi, Maloy Machat, Bibas Achas. That's referring to a person that can't sew the full length of the needle in one shot, in one time. So an uman would make multiple stitches in a baguette and then pull the thread through in one shot, which saved a lot of time. However, a head you cannot do that. And Rabbi Yisrael B'china, Rabbi Yisrael tells us, that's referring to a person that can't sew a piece of material onto the bottom of the baguette by the hem in order to make it stronger. And as Rashi says, and in one spot he made it thinner, and in one spot it was much wider. But an uman, a professional, or an expert would be able to do it in a very nice fashion. And the Mishnah continued, and a professional or an expert, someone who sews very well, he has to make uneven stitches. And the Gemara asks, my machlev, what does the term machlev mean? So both the sheetas will say it comes from the Lashon of a dog. Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon says, it means to spread apart the stitches as a dog's teeth are spread apart. And Rabbi Bashmul Amar, is referring to the teeth of a dog that are jagged. And the Gemara quotes from the Mishnah, and in the Mishnah we saw Rabbi Yaisi held me matchin, so it was a machlek between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yaisi as to what you're allowed to do in order to set up a bed. Before we start the Gemara, let's just understand the beds in those days were made out of posts of wood, and then they would take ropes and they would tie it from the length, and they would also tie it to the width to make some sort of crisscross pattern, and then on top of that, they would place some sort of a mattress, and on top of that, they would be able to sleep. And in order to understand the Gemara, let's just discuss the different ways of setting up a bed from the most chamor to the most kal. So the first way, of course, is to take these ropes and tie it to the length and to the width of the bed and therefore you're going in two different directions and you're making a very strong platform. The second way is to only do it one way and not the second way and the third way is that the ropes are actually there and you're just going to go and tighten them because they became much looser and therefore it was uncomfortable to sleep on the bed. And the last possible way to fix a bed is instead of tightening ropes you would take some begotten, you take some clothing or some sort of other materials, you throw it on the bed in order to get it to a higher level and then you put things on top of that and that's the way you you'd be able to sleep on the bed even if the ropes became looser and they weren't so tight. In any case, we saw in the Mishnah, the Tanakhama said you're allowed to be misagrin samitois. However, Rabbi Yesi said you only could be mimatchen. So the Gemara now wants to know what does it mean misagrin and what does it mean mimatchen? My misagrin and my mimatchen. The Gemara answers, ki osra dimi amma, when Rabbi came from Eretz Yisrael, he said, pligiba, there was machlegs between Rabbiya and Abba Rabbasi, but Tabayo Mishmei, the Chizki Rabbechon, and both of them said in the name of Chizki and Rabbechon, Chalam and one of them said, misagrin shesiveri, that the idea of misagrin is when you take these ropes and you tie it to the bed frame both in the horizontal direction and in the vertical direction to the length and to the width of the bed however matchen is the second level down where you're only stretching the actual rope in one direction to the length and not to the width and therefore based on that mandama it will come out that the Tanakama holds you can even go and place these ropes in the horizontal and vertical direction making it the strongest bed however Rabbi Yesi says you can only do it in a less strong way and only do it to the length and not to the width you make a shinu because it's chalamoid. Chalamoid, one explained, misagin misagin itself doesn't mean to make it perfect when you're doing it both to the length and to the width. It only means to go and make these ties and to make the ropes going in one direction, either to the length and not to the width, or to the width without the length. And what is If it was loose, then then you go and tighten the ropes. So according to this mandama, the Tanakhama himself says, you can't do it shesi and Arab. That would be too much of a malacha. That would be too standard without a shinu 
you can't do that on Yantiv, even though you don't have a bed. However, he says that all you can do is one direction. And then Rabbi Yassi said, you can't go and tie ropes at all. The only thing we will matter on Chalamite is to tighten the ropes on the bed. And the Gemara now asks Akasha, Amy, how can you say that this machlekes in this fashion? Because Vatani Rav Tachliv Bashal, we learned to the Bryce from Rav Tachliv Bashal, Vishavim, that Tanakam and Rabbi Yassi both agree, She'im Afshin Chavalim Chachila, you can't make a new rope and you can't, can't twist new ropes on Chalamite. So the Gemara says, Bishlein Madam Misag and Shesib Erev, Machlin Shesib Erev, according to the first Madam that we said, the Misaga means to do it in the most Chalamitic way and to go and place the ropes and tie them onto the bed frame, both to the length and to the width. And Mimachin is to do it one level down, only in one direction, only to the length without the width. And therefore, it makes sense. Rav Tachlif Bashal says, Vishavin, that Rameya and Rabbi both agree, Shemavshil Chaval Machatila, that even though the Tanakhama says you could do it in such a professional manner and you could go and tie ropes both to the length and to the width, however, he also agrees they can't go and make new ropes. However, El Mandama, according to the Mandama that says, Misagin means Shesi Bloy Arab, and therefore the Tanakhama never even allowed you to go and make a bed and tie the ropes on the bed frame, both to lengthen and to the width. And Mimachin Shimahi Rafahi that if the ropes became looser, you could tie them and make them tighter. Hash the Shesi Arab Amitloy, if the Tanakhama didn't even allow you to go and tie to the bed frames in two directions, to the length and to the width. So, of course, he won't say that you could go and make ropes that's even a step above what the Tanakhama allowed, and therefore, of course, he wouldn't say that. So, what would be the Chiddush of Avtachliv Bashal? So, the Gemara says, Kasha in Echanami, that's a Kasha. The Gemara continues and asks another Kasha on the second Mandam, and it said, Misagin means Shesli Bloy Erev. So, Amle Rav Nachba Yitzchak Rav Chiba Alvin, Rav Nachba Yitzchak said to Rav Chiba Alvin, Meikla Mandam, Misagin Shesli Bloy Erev. Could it be that someone defines the word Misagin as going and tying these ropes to the bed frame in only one direction, only to the length and not to the width? But we have a Mishnah in Kalim, which is referring to Tumah of Kalim. Rameya states Hamita that the way that you have tumah on a mita is considered clean in order to be makabel tumah is only when you create three boxes of shesiv erev. As we explained before, in order to make a bed, they would take ropes and they would crisscross it. Some ropes going to the length and some going to the width, which formed boxes. Rashi explains that the mishnah over there means that you already had the ropes that were going to the length and they were tightened and then you weave in it in the erev and you go to the width with three ropes. But you see from here that the Lashem Misagin means to go and take ropes and tie them both to length and to the width. So you see clearly that that's what it means and not like the second man. Therefore, when Ravin came from Eretzol, he said, There's no question that Misagin means to go and crisscross and take ropes and tie it to the length as well as to the width. And Lefizah, in Chenami, according to Tanakama, you could be Misagin Samitois, you could actually go and form such a strong bed that you could even go and tie the ropes to its width and to the length and Tais points out, How's it possible to make such a strong malacha without having any shino during Chalamayim? Ayin and Tais's. The basis for Tais's question is because since you're making these ropes so strong, and that's a Tiyachi Yisera, and the bed could be used even without crisscrossing the ropes, they could really be used even if you had the ropes in either one of the directions. Therefore, the question is, how can you have a Tiyachi Yisera on Chalamayim, even if a person doesn't have a bed to sleep on on Chalamayim, and there's a Tzorich for a bed that's still a Maisa, there's other ways to do it, and therefore you shouldn't be able to have and the Gemara continues that Ravan said, El Kipligi, the Machlek is over here as to definition, is Bimachin, is to the word Machin. Mass of one man holds Bimachin Shasibli Arab. Bimachin means that Rabbi holds that he's not allowing you to go and place these ropes both to length and to the width. He only allows you to tie them to one direction. And of course, if he this man then Rabbi would hold that you're allowed to tighten ropes when it gets looser. Um, Asav, the other man holds, Rabbi was Machma over the Tanakama by two steps. And he said, Not only don't I allow you to crisscross a bed, with ropes going from 
lent enter with, I also won't even allow you to do it one direction. The only way I'll allow you to do anything for a bed that you need to sleep on, on Chalamayid, is only if the ropes became looser, then Rabbi Yassi says you're allowed to tighten it. And the Gemara now asks, Meisvei, I'll ask you a kasha from Brisa. The Brisa states, Misagas Hamitu Rameya, who seems to be the same sheet as the Tanakam Bamishta, holds you're allowed to be Misagas Hamitu Chalamayid, and of course you're allowed to be Matchan because that's not a Tirchi Yisera, that's the sheet of Rameya. Rabbi Yassi, I remember Matchan, as he said in Mishta, you're allowed to be Matchan, Avaloy Misagin. So it seems that the words Rameya and Rabbi Yassi are exactly the same that we had in the Mishta, and it doesn't define what Mamatchan and Misagin are, and therefore there's not going to be a riot at all. But but it's Yeshem that says you're not only even mematchen on chalamayid at all. So the Gemara says if you say that the pshat in the word mematchen that Rabbi Yisrael used in the Mishnah and the Brisa means you could go and tie it to one direction and the ropes could be tied to the length but not to the width. So it makes sense that the Yeshem would say that that's actually going to be also to do on chalamayid because they hold that even tying it in one direction is also considered terchisir and you can't do that on chalamayid. But according to the mandam that define the word that if it got looser, you could tighten it up. According to Yishayim, you're going to tell me that he doesn't even allow you to tighten ropes on Yontiv and Chalamoid. Look, there's no Tirchi Yisera over here, and of course, Blitzerich Yontiv should be able to be done. And as Rashi says, why is that they would say it's us? You didn't do any Malacha. If you don't do this, you won't be able to sleep on it. And the Gemara now says, in according to Yishayim, you not only even tighten ropes, and what is the reason? That since a person can still sleep on the bed because he could even have to bed by putting clothes on it or putting some cloths on it. And since there is another Eitzah in order to go and make this bed usable, so therefore it's a Tirch Leitzach and we're not going to be matter to do this on Chal However, of course, Rameya and Rabbeisi argue on this Shita and Taisi points out, As we point out before, that Taisi says that the only time there is any Heta over here is only if it's a Tirch You need this bed to sleep on during Chal or during Yantiv. And we continue with the new Mishnah. A person has set up or make a new stove or oven on a chalamoid, and he's also going to make a brand new mill by taking two stones of a millstone, one is the top stone, one is the bottom stone, that crushed to wheat in between them. And you're allowed to do this on chalamoid. And Rashi says, What's the difference between a tan and crime? So, as we know, a tan and crime both have space inside to put pots. And the difference is that a tan is larger, you could place two pots on the top of it, and a crime only has space for one pot on top of the stove. The Bach actually says exactly the opposite. Keep in mind that there's a major what does it mean? My meeting Tanavik Krayim Vechayim B'Mayid doesn't mean you're allowed to make it lechatchila and start it from scratch. Or does it mean that you can't go and build it from scratch? You're allowed to just take all the pieces and put it together, but all the materials have to be there from before Yontiv. The news Rabbi Huda Rabbi Huda states and the Gemara will explain what the word Mechapshin means. So the Gemara says my Mechapshin. What is the lashon of Mechapshin? Rabbi Huda Rabbi Huda says it means to sharpen the millstone the way the millstone used to be. You had a flat stone on the top. On the bottom you had a stone which had points and the wheat got stuck in between them and then it would grind them together. He's explaining Rabbi Yehud in the Mishnah that the person is now going to go and create these grooves and create these sharp tools and the sharp edges of the millstone on Rabbi Chil says it's referring to the eye hole where they used to go and take the kernels of wheat and pour it into the top millstone in order for it to get into the contraption to be able to be ground between the two stones of the millstone. So Rabbi Chil, Rabbi Yehud is stating in the Mishnah that he now will go and drill this basin into the Rechayim, it wasn't there before Yontiv. And the Gemara now, he has a kasha from Brayson, Meisvei, Ma'amidin Tanavik Karayim B'moyin, the Yeladah set up an oven on Chalamoyin, and Rabbi Kvega on the side in Gilead Shas, is in the Rechayim and a millstone. However, you can't complete the entire Malacha, because you have to have a Shino, you give Rabbi Lezah, these are words of Rabbi Lezah. You can even complete the entire
entire Malacha and he could set up completely. Rabbi Huda says in the name he comes to explain Rabbi Lezah, and he said that Mamid is a Chadasha, you're allowed to set up a brand new millstone, but the only way you're allowed to sharpen it is only if it was one sharpened and now became dull, then you're allowed to sharpen it again, and therefore you're only allowed to do it for an old millstone, but not for a brand new millstone. And some say you're not allowed to sharpen it at all, even if it would be an old one. And the Gemara now is, especially in the Mechapshin, if you say that the word Mechapshin means to sharpen the actual tool, so therefore we understand why a new one you need to sharpen, and an old one also could become dull, and then you'll have to resharpen it. And according to Mandarin, it said that the term that we used in the Mishnah of Mechapshin means to make this hole in order to go and feed the millstone with the grain and with the kernels. So Yishana Basena Lamala, why would someone be drilling a new hole into a millstone? The only way to use an actual millstone is only if it had this hole in order to feed the kernels into the millstone and in order to grind it. And therefore, by the fact that it's an old one, it must have had a Basena already. So look at what's going on in this Braisa. That even if you touch the word of Mechapshin as a Basena, as the hole and you're drilling a hole into the millstone, we're talking about a case where the person wants to go and make it wider on Chalamite. That's my collection between Rabbi Huda and the Yeshem. Rabbi Huda says that according to Rabbi Lezah, although you can't make a brand new hole on Chalamite, however, if there was a hole already, you could widen it on Chalamite. And then the Yeshem said that not only can't you make a brand new hole, you can't even make it wider on Chalamite. Mark continues, Rabbi Huna Shamilahu Gavra, Rabbi Huna that heard a person to come in that we was sharpening a millstone on Chalamite. And Rabbi Huna held like the Yeshem that it's even also to sharpen an old Rechayim, an old millstone. So Omar, Rabbi Huna said, Man hai, who is this person that's going and sharpening a Rechayim on Chalamite? So his body should be desecrated because he was desecrating Chalamite. He's being Mechal Chalamite. Again, because Rabbi Huna held like the Yeshemim, they now do this on Chalamite even for an old millstone. And Rashi says, This is an old millstone. Now, Lechira, maybe it's talking about a new millstone, and he actually holds like a Rebeleza Shita that by a new millstone you can't go and sharpen it, but by an old millstone you would be able to. So, what we should explain that Rashi knew this because by the fact it says that Shame, that Rav Huna heard it, and he didn't actually say that he saw it, even though he didn't see what was actually transpiring, and he didn't know if it was a new millstone or an old millstone, he still said that So, it must be that he really held that it doesn't make a difference if it's a new or old millstone, because he held like the Yeshayim, that's also to sharpen any millstone on Chalamayim. And as the Gemara ends off, Savla Kishayim, because Rav Huna holds like the Yeshayim. The Gemara continues, Darsh Rav Chama, Rav Chama Dashin, Naikur Yichayim B'mayim, you're allowed to cut these grooves into a millstone on Chalamayim. The question is, does he mean to an old millstone, or does he mean to a new millstone as well? I am B'Rishayim. And Rav Chama continues and says, Meshum Rameya Ahmed, the name of Rameya, it was said, was some of the guests of Meshum Rameya Ahmed, referring to Rav, Afilu even on a horse that you could ride on, or on a donkey that a person rides on, and you can ride it on Chalamayim for far distances. And as Tais points out, only you can't just ride on a horse for no reason on Chalamayim. And Rameya or Rav stated that it's you let it trim its nails or toes on Chalamayim because since it could be walking a far distance, Rashi says it will be a great tsar to the animal and he won't be able to travel and he won't be able to walk. And this is of course based on the fact that this would be a tircha for yantiv which would be muta. And we turned up Yudam and but a donkey that's used by the millstone which used to turn the wheel of the mill and that was something where the chamar was stationary and it didn't have to walk so much and therefore won't bother it so much if it had long nails or long hooves and therefore you're not allowed to do that on chalamayid and Rashi says even more so since you're only allowed to grind on chalamayid the amount you need for chalamayid therefore it's going to only be a little bit of grinding and it won't bother it that it has long nails or long hooves and that's why you can't
can't do this on Chalamayin. And Taisa says that in the time of the Gemara, they didn't have horseshoes. They didn't have these iron horseshoes, and therefore the Gemara didn't speak about that. However, the horseshoes would have the same din, that for any animal that has to walk a far distance, we would allow you to go and fix their horseshoes, because if you don't fix it, then the animal will be bizarre when they're walking, and that's why it would be much to do so on Chalamayin. And the Gemara continues, although we just said that the Chamar that's by a mill, you can't trim its hooves, Rabbi Huda Shari, L'mishkol Tufri, Rabbi Huda actually was matter in that case. He also allowed you to set up a mill, even to build it from scratch, and also to build a frame that supported the Rechayim, and supported the two stones that made up the mill. And he also allowed you to go and build a Refus Baka, a Kuriel for Baka, and others say it was a horse stable. And the Gemara continues, Rav allowed people to go and comb the hair of an animal with a metal comb, and to build a trough for the animal to eat from, and to build a stone bench, as some say a wood bench, for people to sit on on Chalamayin. Rav allowed people to let blood for an animal on Chalamayin. Abaya says, I'll bring you a riot from a b'risa, you'll let blood for an animal, and you'll hold back any refuas from a behema on Chalamayin, and I ain't tasted that we're talking about refuas from a behema, you're talking about something that you're going to have to do some sort of malacha, if there's a food that doesn't have an ounce malacha, rock zero mishum shchik samanim. That just that's us to do on Shabbos and Yontiv because of shchik samanim because crushing up samanim, which could come and lead you to some sort of an isadraisa. I feel the Shabbos it commands the shari even on Shabbos if there are some that say muta and therefore kolshkein on chalamay that those are muta and the only chiddush over here is that even a food that imamish has a malacha that you're doing that would also be muta on chalamay for an animal. And another member about Rava, Rava shara lechachzuche kirmi that Rava allowed people to go and wash clothing. Rashi says, is and some explain that the lotion of crime is like the soft membrane of an egg, and these clothing were very expensive and very thin and fine clothing, and still you're allowed to go and wash them on Chalamay. My timer, what's the reason you can do it? My do that it's only a my and therefore, if you're going to wash it with Tzorich you're allowed to do that on Chalamay. Amrav Yitzchak Ba'ami, Amrav Chista, Keturi Biri, Asim, my timer, my Umunu, that someone can't iron a shirt and create pleats on the sleeves of the shirt on Chalamay, because that's a mice of expert, and therefore it's us to do on Chalamayin. Um, Rava, Rava states, and now we're going to say a series of five different members of Rava, where if you do a specific action one way, it would be Muta, and if you do it a slightly different way, it would be Asa. So Rava states, Manda Maskal Arif, someone's clearing away land and taking the dirt and branches off a of ground, Adaita the Bedari Shari, if he's doing it in order to make sure to have flat ground and he could go and thresh on it, then it would be Muta, because that's a Muta Dika item to do on Chalamayin and it's Yantim. But Adaita the Arif, he does it because he wants to clear the land and make it roy to plant, then it would be also because that would be similar to Chayrish. And the Gemara asks, Hechi Dami, how do you show that this is your Kavana and this way you do it in a certain way to show that this is proper way of doing it and I'm allowed to do that? The Gemara says, Muli B'muli, Benatza Benatza, then a Daita Da'ara with Gerus like the Bach, that if someone goes and takes the dirt that's in a high point and he leaves it over there, or he takes the dirt that's a low point and he just digs it and he clears it out, but he leaves it at that point, then you see that he's doing it because he wants it to be clear in order to plant, because it doesn't make a difference to him if it's higher or lower, he'll plant in that place no matter what. But if Shaka Mulya Vishada Benatza, if he takes land, he takes some dirt from a higher point, and he throws it into a low point, then you see clearly Adaik the Beidari, he wants it as a threshing ground because there he wants it to be flat and level ground, and therefore that would be Mutan Chalamayin. Omer Rav says, If a person's clearing ground and he wants to take away the weeds as well as the larger and smaller twigs, Adaik the if you know he's taking the larger twigs and the larger branches, then you know he's doing it for wood, and therefore Shari would be Mutan Adaik the Ara, but if he's doing it in order to clear 
the land and therefore would be used for planting also that would be also as we said before that's similar to Chayrish Hechidami so how do you know what is intended Shaku Ravi Bishabek Zatri if he's taking the larger branches and leaving the small twins at the this evening and you know he's using it for the intent to take them to burn firewood and to use it for the firewood and therefore it's Muta Shaku Ravi Bishabek but if he takes the larger and the small branches then it shows that his Kavana is in order to improve the land and that would be also to do on Chalamoyed from Rav Rav says if someone opens a gate of water in order to go into his land and through his land, so Adai to the Kfari, if he's doing it in order to catch fish, then sure it's mutter because he has to go catch fish for Yantim. But Adai to the Arab, if he's doing it in order to have Das, then he wants to get his field to be watered and irrigate his land, then also that would be also. Hey Chidami, how do you know which way he's doing it and what's his intent? Pasuk Trey Bavi opens the two gates, Chadmi Loi Vichabitai, one is at a higher point of his Sada and one is lower down. Then we can know Adai to the Kfari that the reason why he opened up the gates was because he wanted to catch fish. And the idea behind this is that, of course, water flows downhill. So in this case, we had a field in the middle, and up above that, there was a large pool of water with some sort of a dam that was blocking the water from escaping. And then below that, there was another escape that it would go past the field and go into another pool of water or flow down a mountain, etc. So the Gemara now teaches us that if he opens up both of the gates, therefore he's letting out water from the upper waters, and then it goes and flows through his sada. So then, by the fact that he opened up the bottom gate, it shows that he doesn't care for the water, he just cares that the fish that is in the water should stay in his field. However, Pasachadbab, if he only opens up the top gate and he wants to make sure that the water stays within his field, then I die to the Arab, and we see that he's doing it in order to irrigate the field, and therefore it would be Asa. Rav and Rav says, If someone removes branches from a palm tree and he doesn't sell Chalamoid, I die to Chavasa, if he's doing it in order to have food for his animals, of course, the branches of this palm tree are edible for animals, and they are his animals, and therefore he has a Chiv to feed them on Chalamoid. Shari, that would be Muta. I die to Dikla, but if he wants to prove the palm tree, also that would be, of course, also. Hey, dummy, shock a cool If you see that he takes it all from one side, so you see if since he's taking good branches and bad branches, therefore you see that he's taking doing it in order to have food for his animals. But if he's going around and being very choosy as to which branches he wants, he only takes the bad branches, then it would be clear to us that the reason why he's doing this is in order to prune the palm tree, and therefore it would be also. says another day, if there were dates that were unripened, if you want to cut them in half and therefore you're showing that you're going to eat them, then it's going to be mutter to do on Chalamayid. However, Rabbi says, Maitzino also, you're not going to squeeze these dates on Chalamayid. And Rashi says that the process used to be, they used to press them down with a heavy weight, and would take out liquid, that would be also, because right now on Chalamayid, even if you'd leave them totally after Yandav, they wouldn't become wormy. And the reason why he's doing this is in order to press them, in order that they should become dry dates, and you should be able to eat them during the weekday. And even a chalmoid, you now will go and prepare food in order to eat them during the weekday. However, a papa and a papa argues that Rabbi and says, that since these dates may get worms in them, that's like merchandise that will be lost, and therefore there is a hafsid, and it's mutter to do on chalmoid, even though it's not going to be a hafsid ruba, it would still be mutter. And Rabbi states, that any type of business, even if it's a small amount of business, it's us to do on chalmoid. However, if it's a double of it, something where you lose money, then you can be mutter. Now, losing money doesn't mean that you won't make a profit. It means that you'll have an actual loss. And Taisa says, Pirish, but Dovah Shemlayim Karena Atta, Shemlayim Karena Yafa Pamacharis, Vyafsimel Karen, Avamlay Yafsimel Karen, El Shloya Vyakokach, Ainzachasha Dovah Ovid. That's only talking about something. If you don't sell it now, maybe you won't be able to sell it later at a good price, and then you'll lose out from your principal. But Taisa then says that if it's something where you won't lose your principal, you just won't be my vehicle, you won't have a profit, then it won't be considered a Dovah Ovid. Then Taisa says, 
and for sure you can't go and buy merchandise because you may think that the price will go up after Mayid. That is not what to do on Chalamayid. Ravina had a piece of merchandise that he could have sold for $6,000 on Chalamayid. But he waited in order to sell it after Chalamayid. And then he was able to sell it for 12,000 Zuz. And the Gemara tells another story. Ravina was owed money from the people that lived next to the river of Shanvasa. Also come to Ravashi. So he came in front of Ravashi. Amalei and he asked him, Malam Mezal in Alvai, could I go over there and collect payment because it was in Chalamayin? I have some time. Amalei Ravashi gave him head and says, Keeping the Indo the Mishkachslu, since today is the day that everyone's around and not working, and therefore you'll be able to find them. And the Yamachrin, the Mishkachslu, if you go on another day that's not Yontif and not Chalamayin, you won't be able to find them. Therefore, it's like you would be losing merchandise, and it's a double oven, and you're allowed to go and do that on Chalamayin. And I entice a deal in Maschal Prakmatya, where he brings down the sheet of Rabbein Yaakov that he didn't consider Halvas Ribas as a business transaction that has us to do on Chalamayid and he was mad to people to go lend on ribbis on Chalamayid of course you're lending to a guy and I am interested how he explains the difference between that din of Rabbi Yaakov and the din we just had from Ravina Gemara continues and says just like we had a din that if you're going to save your money you're allowed to do that on Chalamayid the same din applies but again the din of Avedi Zara we know three days before the Yom of Avedi Zara you can't do business with them because then they will be made to Avedi Zara and they'll thank the Avedi Zara for the business that they're doing and you can't cause that to happen by your actions so the Gemara brings down we also learn a similar din by Avedizara, just like we said before. We continue on from Nav, hopefully you reach Lakam, the person allowed to go to the fear and the marketplace that was taking place by the Oivikhovim, and that was a time when they were doing it, which was around their holidays and around the times that they would be made to Avedizara. The Lakabhema Avadamushvakas, you're allowed to bury animals and Avadamushvakas, Batim Sabes, Ukramim, houses, fields, and vineyards, because and you could write it down in order to have a raya that you bought it, Umailubek Koshalan, and you actually could take it to their court system in order to have the signature notarized and the documents verified. Even though that generally we should say they can't do that because they can be made to their gods. However, you're allowed to go and give credibility to their courts because in that case, you like being matzumiyodim because at some point they would come and say that they never sold it to them. Now you can pull it out and show that you have the signature notarized and the document was verified right at that time in their own court systems. And we will stop over here.